The world is changing fast, but you can learn it at a slower pace. Special English. You're listening to Special English. Here is the news. China's scientific research ship, Tianzhou One, has returned to Sanya City in South China's Hainan Province after completing its first international manned deep diving scientific research mission in waters surrounding Oceania. The vessel. Carrying the deep sea manned submersible, Fendojia or Striver, began its mission in October 2022. It travelled for 157 days, and sailed more than 22,000 nautical miles around Oceania. That's according to the Institute of. Deep Sea Science and Engineering of the Chinese Academy of Sciences. A total of ten domestic and international organizations participated in the voyage. During the expedition, Fendojia successfully completed sixty-three dives, four of which exceeded. A depth of ten thousand meters. The expedition team carried out the first international, large-scale, and systematic manned deep diving survey in the Kamandek Trench area of the Southwest Pacific Ocean. The team also reached the bottom of two abysses, one of which. Was the Diamantina Trench in the southeastern Indian Ocean to collect samples of abyssal macroorganisms, rocks, concretions, sediments, and water? This is special English. As 2023 marks the 50th anniversary of diplomatic ties between China and Spain, the China-Spain Year of Culture and Tourism opens at the end of March. According to China's Ministry of Culture and Tourism, four major events will mark the curtain raiser. For the China-Spain Year of Culture and Tourism, they include a concert in Madrid, involving artists from both countries, an exhibition in a Spanish coastal city, highlighting the heritage of China's Qin and Han dynasties, which will feature the iconic. Terracotta Warriors of Xi'an, from Shanxi Province, at the Archaeological Museum of Alicante, a Song Dynasty painting-themed exhibition in Barcelona, and an exhibition showcasing Chinese tea culture at the China Cultural Center in Madrid. 
This artistic feast is part of the efforts to promote cultural exchanges between the two civilizations, and strengthen bonds and boost friendly ties between their peoples. You're listening to Special English. The United Nations has announced that it has taken a step towards filling a key gap in the fight against climate change, with plans for standardized real-time tracking of global greenhouse gases. The UN's World Meteorological Organization has come up with a new global greenhouse gas monitoring infrastructure that aims to provide better ways of measuring planet warming pollution in order to help inform policy choices. The WMO's new platform will integrate space-based and surface-based observing systems and seek to clarify uncertainties about where greenhouse gas emissions end up. It should result in far faster and sharper data than ever before on how the planet's atmosphere is changing. Lars Peter Rilstogard, Deputy Director of the WMO's Infrastructure Department, said the goal is to have a fully operational capability in five years. He said the system will be able to show people on a map where the greenhouse gas came in and where it went out. And this could be done in near real time. The 2015 Paris Agreement on Climate Change saw countries agree to cap global warming at well below 2 degrees Celsius, above levels measured between 1850 and 1900, and 1.5 degrees Celsius if possible. The WMO said that there needed to be stronger scientific underpinning of climate change mitigation actions taken under the agreement. The organization's executive council, comprising more than 30 countries, has endorsed the project at its meeting in early March. Further approval will be needed from the Congress of 193 member states, the WMO's top decision-making body, in May. This is Special English. It seems that women tend to travel more than men. That's according to statistics revealed by a multiple of travel operators. Data from online travel agency Trip.com showed bookings of outbound trips by women users have surpassed men as of this year. In total, 
53% of outbound travel orders this year were from women, compared with 47% of men, and orders from women for the upcoming May Day holiday have already surpassed men by 110%. Women also spend nearly 10% more than men when it comes to travel expenses. As of this year, travel orders from women have grown 140% compared with the same period last year, with orders from women in Beijing, Shanghai, Guangzhou and Chengdu topping the list. New Year celebrations, a flower appreciation, and Ta Ching, literally, stepping on the green, are favourite travel items for females, with 72% of relevant searches made by women. Bangkok, Singapore, Phuket, Seoul, Tokyo and Sydney are among the most popular overseas destinations among women based on statistics this year. That's according to the travel operator. A report by Airbnb revealed that female travellers in China are expected to travel further after COVID-19 management eased. It said about 58% of its registered users in China are women, and B&B near beaches and with swimming pools are favoured by female users. Generation Z has dominated the outbound travel market among Chinese travellers, according to the report. Xie Xiaoqing, a tourism researcher, said travel consumption by women has become an important impetus, boosting the recovery of the tourism industry in the post-COVID era. He said there have been significant changes in the female consumer structure requiring businesses to adapt based on new trends. Tongcheng Travel said that over 70% of travel orders involving more than three people are currently made by women. It said compared with male users, females prefer itineraries with more flexible and comfortable schedules and they are willing to pay more for that. You're listening to Special English. Are you one of the many looking to improve your English language skills by watching films or TV shows but feel it's too fast or get lost in the words? Well, slow things down with Special English, where you can polish your reading, listening, and pronunciation at your own pace. Get caught up with current news and international affairs while getting your daily English lesson with us. Find us on Apple Podcasts by searching for Special English. Once a niche product reserved for border trade,
Chinese dark tea is now making another long and bumpy journey towards new style beverage shops, which are the darling of the young sipping class. Dark tea or fermented tea has a long history of being compressed into tea cakes and carried on horseback to northwestern hinterlands and foreign countries. Winning it the sobriquet border tea or export tea. As the fashion for new style tea brews sweeps across China, dark tea has found new clients in big cities. The many bubble tea shops vying for the hearts of young urbanites with innovative recipes. In Changsha, the glitzy capital of Hunan. Tea shops mix dark tea with light cream and pecans, and advertise its health-enhancing effects, such as lowering cholesterol levels. Peng Hongzhe, a 37-year-old Changsha resident and fan of dark tea-based bubble tea, said she likes bubble tea, but doesn't want to get fat. So she's attracted to the fat scraping effect of dark tea, as well as its special taste. Pang notes dark tea's bitter taste and special aroma, which have long made the tea an outlier in China's mainstream tea market. Its unique bitterness also poses a challenge for developers of popular beverages. Cha Yan Yue Si, a popular tea brand based in Changsha, said it began to develop dark tea-based beverages in 2019, in a bid to diversify its portfolio of green, black, and oolong teas. The company selected dark tea categories with richer flavors and added cream to improve the taste. Liu Yang, founder of Chaya Masu Chinese Dark Tea, is another young entrepreneur working to unleash the market potential of dark tea, which remains a niche product among young consumers. Liu has opened four outlets using dark tea leaves to make bubble tea and fruit tea. He said he wishes to introduce dark tea into the lives of young Chinese people in a more fashionable manner. As a newcomer in the new style tea market, fermented tea drinks have few successful predecessors to draw experience from. So Liu's team creatively mixes the tea. With the more mordica, gross fenori fruit, and dried orange peel to amplify its health benefits. To their delight, Liu said, thirty percent of the first-time buyers have become regular customers, anticipating a growing number of health-conscious consumers. According to research firm II Media Research. The value of China's new style tea market 
is estimated to reach 374.93 billion yuan, or about 55 billion US dollars in 2025, with 26.2% of consumers in 2022 expecting to consume more new tea beverages in the future. To attract wealthier young customers, many new style tea brands have replaced fannings and low quality cream with high quality tea leaves and fresh milk. Demand for more diverse and unconventional brews has also opened opportunities for niche categories like dark tea. Li Shangfu, a master of making Anhua dark tea, is optimistic about the market prospects of dark tea's synergy with pastries and popular beverages. He said the addition of China's traditional tea making to the UNESCO Intangible Cultural Heritage List in late 2022 will also boost the rural tea industry and the supply chain. This is Special English. Moscow has opened the 70-kilometer Big Circle Line, the longest subway line in the world. The metro line was constructed from 2011 to 2022. The first section of the BCL opened in 2018, and another 20-kilometer section which is the longest in the history of the capital's metro, was launched in December 2021. The Big Circle line has 31 stations, with 24 of those providing 47 interchanges to existing and future stations of the capital's metro. According to Maxim Liksutov, and Deputy Mayor of Moscow for Transport, the BCL will serve as an impetus to the capital's development for decades to come, adding that it will help decrease the traffic flow on the city's highways by up to 15% and would decongest metro lines by up to 25%. This is Special English. Beijing will add 22 leisure parks and urban forests and 50 pocket parks and small green areas in 2023. According to the Beijing Municipal Forestry and Parks Bureau, it is expected that by the end of this year, 89% of residents will enjoy parks and small green areas within a radius of 500 metres. Beijing now has 1,050 parks of various kinds, including urban leisure parks, urban forests, pocket parks and small green areas. Beijing also plans to complete the ecological restoration of 8,000 hectares of land in 2023 and add another 200 hectares of urban green area. 
From 2012 to 2017, Beijing launched an afforestation project covering one million mu, or roughly 67,000 hectares. A new round of afforestation projects, carried out from 2018 to 2022, added over one million mu of green areas in Beijing. Beijing has also restored 10,200 hectares of wetlands over the past five years, and has 596 species of terrestrial wild animals currently. You're listening to Special English. That is the end of this edition of Special English. To recap, I'm going to read two of the news items again at normal speed. Please listen carefully. China's scientific research ship Tianzhou One has returned to Sanya City in South China's Hainan Province after completing its first international manned deep diving scientific research mission in waters surrounding Oceania. The vessel carrying the deep sea manned submersible Fendojia or Striver began its mission in October 2022. It travelled for 157 days and sailed more than 22,000 nautical miles around Oceania. That's according to the Institute of Deep Sea Science and Engineering of the Chinese Academy of Sciences. A total of 10 domestic and international organisations participated in the voyage. During the expedition, Fendojia successfully completed 63 dives, four of which exceeded a depth of 10,000 metres. The expedition team carried out the first international large-scale and systematic manned deep diving survey in the Kermadec Trench area of the Southwest Pacific Ocean. The team also reached the bottom of two abysses, one of which was the Diamantina Trench in the southeastern Indian Ocean, to collect samples of abyssal macroorganisms, rocks, concretions, sediments, and water. This is special English. The United Nations has announced that it has taken a step towards filling a key gap in the fight against climate change, with plans for standardized real-time tracking of global greenhouse gases. The UN's World Meteorological Organization has come up with a new global greenhouse gas monitoring infrastructure that aims to provide better ways of measuring planet warming pollution in order to help inform policy choices. The WMO's new platform will integrate space-based and surface-based observing systems and seek to clarify uncertainties about where greenhouse gas emissions end up. It should result in far faster and sharper data than ever before on how the planet's atmosphere is changing. Lars Peter Rischolschgard, deputy director of the WMO's infrastructure development, said the goal is to have a fully operational capability in five years. He said the system will be able to show people on a map where the greenhouse gas came in and where it went out, and this could be done in near real time. The 2015 Paris Agreement on Climate Change saw countries agree to cap global warming at well below 2 degrees Celsius, above levels measured between 1850 and 1900, and 1.5 degrees Celsius if possible. 
The WMO said there needed to be stronger scientific underpinning of climate change mitigation actions taken under the agreement. WMO Chief Petteri Talas said the new global greenhouse gas monitoring infrastructure will provide vital information and support for the implementation of the Paris Agreement. That is the end of today's programme. I hope you'll join us every day to learn English at a slower pace. <laughs>